Hey everybody and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast with yours truly, George Tello. Now, uh, just some quick announcements. Obviously, I post this on the Facebook uh, site for the managers, but for others who do listen that aren't maybe part of the uh, manager group on Facebook or don't follow us on Instagram and just listen to the podcast um, and ignore the helicopter flying over me, but I will from now on post bonus episodes throughout the week at random. And I will not be posting them out and about. They will just be, if you follow me on the Anchor app or on Spotify, you will be able to see that. Um, But we'll have regular podcasts twice a week. Tuesday uh, will be when they are posted and Friday mornings. So from now on, you guys will at least get two podcasts every single week. And then after that, I will do more so FIFA-based podcasts or real soccer podcasts uh, as the week is going on. Maybe on a weekend, I'll drop it in case you guys are missing me that much. Uh, Either way, let's hop into this pod. I'm going to recap the D2 and D1 uh, scores of the week. If by any chance you hear me mentioning the FA Cup, um, it's uh, mostly because I decided to pull that from the podcast here at the last minute. And it's no disrespect to the FA Cup results. I just want to wait till everyone is done with their first month of games in the FA Cup to update it. It seems kind of redundant to talk about the results in the FA Cup since most of you have only played once, or you're only going to end up playing twice, rather, in this first month. So I'll wait till everyone's done playing those games, and then I'll gladly talk about them. Uh, most of your guys' form is really radical in that cup already, so I would love to talk about that when I get the chance. That being said, guys, enjoy this podcast. It's only just the D2 and D1 roundup, and you guys will get that once a week from now on. Tuesdays, I will try and bring you guys something very different each week. I will do special segments where I'm going to ask you guys to be involved as managers. And Tuesdays will mostly be the times I release the team of the month as we go along, player of the month and manager of the month. And I will try to get those managers on the, of the month on that Tuesday podcast. Obviously, we could pre-record it before that, but you know what I mean. It'll be for that podcast. All right, guys. Enjoy. Alright guys, welcome back. Let's start with D2. I'm going to update you guys in the standings just to start us off uh, very, very quickly. Um, Benfica lead right now. They have played five games along with Celtic. Uh, Benfica on 10 points at the moment. Three wins, a draw, a loss. Celtic in second with two wins, three draws, no losses just yet. Uh, For a team that looks like it's going to be one of the best defenses in the second division, they're on nine points. PSG in third, three three games played, two wins, a draw. They have seven. That's your top three at the moment. Young boys in fourth with four games played. However, Atletico Madrid, Fluminense, Bayern Munich, and Arsenal FC, and Atlanta United all have three games in hand to make up those five points in just four games. Young boys with one win, two draws, a loss, uh, and a plus four goal differential at the moment. I do like Atletico Madrid's chances to climb this table. Uh, Obviously, I do expect something from Bayern Munich in the future. Fiorentina's not a team to just overlook. Lyon is growing. So these teams have kind of... We just started this, uh, this season... Obviously, we're seeing two teams in Benfica and Celtic kind of get off to great starts. Even PSG is off to a very nice start. One win would put PSG at the top of the table, and they have those two games still left to play. And I think they'll be at the top of the table to end this month 
as Benfica and Celtic are done with their action for now. And if we're looking, and if we're going to be critical of teams right now, and, I, and overall, if I'm talking about Division Two, you know, I look at City. They played two games. They allowed ten goals. And they played some tough. They played some tough teams. It's going to happen. But Benfica's played five games. They've allowed seven goals, and they sit atop the league. And at the, and if I'm being honest, if we're going to nitpick the team in first right now, because I can. Benfica needs to play better defense if they're going to stay up here. You know, PSG and Celtic, in my opinion, look like the two teams that are going to gain points and points. This is, they're hard teams to beat. Yes, Benfica does only have one loss. I'm aware of that. They do also have three wins. They deserve credit for that. But I'm interested to see where, where this Benfica team goes when the goals run out. You know, let's not forget, he gave up two goals early to City. So if Mike figured out something or vulnerability, even if it's small, Benfica have to be aware of what's going on around them. They have to be aware of something like that. As for Celtic and PSG, uh, you know, if we, if you're going to dive too deep into the results, you know, Celtic did have that showcase draw this month. You know, we've seen that they're not completely an offensive juggernaut of, of a team. You know, you can say whatever you want about that deflection for Fluminese. Listen, it, it happened. It's something that happened. Celtic have to get over it. But one thing I will compliment them on is they've only allowed three goals in five games. And in only one game, have uh, they obviously have given up more than one goal. So this is a good start for Dre. This is kind of what I expected. I expect the team that plays the best defense to be in those top three positions and rounding out those top three positions, because we're looking at such a skewed table really early in the season, PSG to me, Josh can win his next two games. He'll be on 13 points if, that's ha if that happens. He is looking at a three-point gap in a two teams below him that, one, isn't consistent on the defensive end, and two, in Celtic, if we're, we're going to nitpick them, Yes, they've scored 10 goals. That's the most in the division at the moment. But I'm interested to see what Celtic do when the goals run out. Because if you're scoring, you know, he scored, mind you, he did score six in one game. So Celtic, if you eliminate that, that's four and three. So if you eliminate that one game, that Celtic had those six goals, they've only scored four in the other games. Take those two away in the Fluminese game. Celtics only scored one goal a game. And yes, one of those games was a 1-1 draw with PSG. I understand that. Uh, so Josh not only has the chance to increase his goal difference, but his points to uh, tally. And like I said, in Division 2, since it's so small, any points you get moves you forward. Right now, it looks like we're going to have a top three. They're going to be fighting each other. And I do think... If Josh, and I predicted at the beginning of the year, it looked like Dre was going to be the favorite um, as far as that goes. I didn't do a preview, I know, of D2. But right now, it's looking like if you can obviously beat the teams who are in the bottom two positions, you're going to look good. But if you can take out the four, five, six guys and get points, and I mean three points out of those games, you're looking at an easy number one spot. And right now, that favors Josh. 
You know, yeah, he just got by uh, Fiorentina. Fiorentina does play good defense. I even remember from my time in the second division. So I'm going to give them credit. I know it's still early, but let's get into uh, the guys who are who have clean sheets. Uh, Arizabalaga from Celtic, Buffon from Young Boys, Viviano from Benfica have all recorded clean sheets. Young Boys with two uh, for Buffon, Viviano with two in Benfica, and leading this division so far. Mind you, not everyone else has finished in their games, but so far it's been Kepa Arizabalaga with Celtic uh, with three. Now to get to assists, and yes, I will talk about cards and how that goes, but assists. Right now, Chuck Awize from Celtic leads with four, and we're starting to see a trend, right, with these top teams. They're starting to get the guys with the assists, and uh, Kudnate from uh, Benfica with three. Those are your top two guys at the moment. I'm not going to talk about guys with two or one assist, so I'm going to lay it out for with these two players. Chuck Awize is a pacey player. Um, you know, I have a Sofifa up in front of me. Right mid, center forward, right wing, 5'8". He's got 90 pace. <laughs> you know, he's got all that. He does have a high work rate going forward. He's got four-star skill moves, which I think is very important. 80 dribbling. Listen, these are all stats you want to see from an outside player. Yes, his crossing could be a little bit better. But so far, Dre able to put up four assists with a guy who is... Seeming like he's growing as a player very quickly. Obviously, his pace helps. It helps that he plays at Villarreal. Obviously, he probably doesn't play all the time. But, you know, with 86 potential, 74 overall rating at the moment, this is a guy that Celtic, I don't know what his inform is, but Celtic definitely can now have a player that, whether he's coming off the bench or starting, uh, makes an impact with just his speed, uh, you know, and able to get away from these other players. This is a good start for this young man. Uh, I expect to keep seeing his name in the assist reach, excuse me, within reach of that assist crown at the end of this season. Onto the man that had three, it's Papa Musa Konate. Uh, plays for Amiens in real life. You know, he's a striker. Not a bad a weak foot. He's got a four-star weak foot. Um, so I'm assuming that Benfica is using him in just a kind of false nine role, it seems like almost. If he's dropping these assists from just outside the box or within the box, that's pretty damn amazing. Uh, either way, to have your striker be, you know, with 85 sprint speed, you know, 85 jumping is another stat that pops out as I'm looking at his Sofifa right now. Those are all good stats. That's all stuff you want to see from players like that. And it's always nice to get assists from your goal scorer, even if he's not popping in the goals, you know at least, hey, he can... Make a pass for me. Now, on to the goal scorers. Speaking of goal scorers, uh, well, there's quite a bit. I obviously will not talk about um, anybody outside the top top five, top ten, I think, in the future as the season goes. But for now, I'm just going to focus on the top five goal scorers at the moment. There is one, two, three, four, five people tied with two goals at the moment. Dost of Man City. Benfica has three straight guys on this list. Konate, Lamina, and Christian Pavone. And then, of course, PSG has Bertrand, Traore. And there is a trend here. You know, for, with the exception of City, and then who I'm going to bring up, who's the number one goal scorer at the moment in, our, in, second, in the second division. It's Celtic, Benfica, and PSG putting their names out there consistently. But now to the top, what, top four? 
Lutaro Martinez of Benfica has three. Uh, KPB, Kevin Prince-Botang for Celtic with three. Moussa Dembele for Celtic with four. You know, I'm assuming, what, Botang had two of those goals in the game against City. And then number one is Jamie Vardy of Young Boys. He has five goals. And with that, he adds one assist. That's the season that's been going on. I am going to put up a poll for the second division managers so that we highlight them just a bit at the end of the month. Now, if you want to talk second division with me on my next podcast, I'm going to record it Monday for Tuesday morning. If you want to get on that podcast and talk to me about the second division and do a a breakdown for the power rankings for those guys, let me know. I am. I would love to talk to someone about the second division because this is turning into what looks like what looks like a three-team race. If Ronnie and company get it together with young boys, they could bounce easily into this race. Fluminense, Fiorentina, Bayern, all those teams that have maybe played one or two games, their month and season is just getting started. And I fully expect them to jump into it. And we can talk about all the results we want. Results don't really matter at the moment. You know, you guys ask for something different. I'm all for bringing that to you. I'll gladly keep updating who is doing what all the time. But next week, we're going to rate these people in the second division. If you guys want to be on that podcast, let me know. I will gladly talk about it. When we come back... I'm going to talk the FA Cup because there were some results in the Cup. I'll update those groups as I talk about the results. Uh, Division 2, guys. If there's something that you would like to bring up with me and you would like to be on the podcast, you know where to find me. I keep reiterating that because I feel like the guys who listen, almost as if you guys are nervous or something like that, don't be. would love to have you on. It doesn't even have to take that long, maybe 10 minutes. Uh, even if it's a D1 guy, you want to hop on the second division podcast, you're more than welcome to. When we come, Like I said, when I come back, we'll talk FA Cup. And then, of course, after I talk that, I'll get on to the D1 boys and how it's going up there. All right, guys, thanks for that break. Now, welcome back. Just going to catch you up on some of the results that went down in D1. Barcelona couldn't hold them off at home. Chelsea 3, Barcelona 1. Van Ginkel, two goals, Zaha, and of course Havertz for Barcelona once more. Juventus, three. BVB, nil. Awobi with two massive assists, but the man of the match, Super Mario, three goals in this one. I'll get to the talking points of certain games. Definitely not expecting this of Juventus, but that expectation doesn't stop there. They go on to win another They played another game during the week. Juventus, four. Wolves, two. Super Mario, three. With a goal, Cesc with two, Awobi with two more assists. Aubameyang got one for Wolves. Fernandez getting a goal and an assist. Jovic with an assist in that game as well as the notables. Speaking of some uh, interesting results, uh, Kashima nil, Wolves nil. Check and Ederson both with clean sheets in that one. Uh, the league is seeming like uh, it's just going to keep bouncing around. Uh, moving on to another weird one. Another draw, of course. It's... We're seeing a lot of those in D1 so far. Uh, Spurs won. Chelsea won. Uh, it seems like maybe the result 
that could help Spurs and also help Chelsea in very different ways. And I'll get into that in a bit. Liverpool 3, Atletico Nacional 2. I'm going to talk standings in a bit, obviously, on where people are so far. And it's still very early. Liverpool are putting together a very good start, just like surges with Club America. Even though they'll excuse this next result, they did lose 2-1 to one during the week against Wolves. And then another crazy thing happened. Wolves, again, just being who they are, being wildly consistent. This is who they are so far, losing 3-2 to two against Atletico Nacional. But just wait. Atletico Nacional lose 4-0 to Club America. little trifecta effect there for you. Wolves beat Club America. Club America beats Atletico Nacional. Atletico Nacional beats Wolves. It doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense. Then, of course, one of the crazier uh, results uh, that happened about 17 hours from me recording this was Newcastle 3, Barcelona 1. What the hell is going on in this division? I really am lost for words. I, you know, Barcelona, Barcelona, excuse me, losing 3-1 to Chelsea, I, I can get over that. I can understand that, actually. You know, I, I'm not too worried about that result. That's something that I can look at Barcelona and say, okay, that happened to you. Jake, if he finds league form, who knows? You know what's going to happen. I, and I just talked about in the FA Cup segment that Evan might need the FA Cup. Well, some people need the league to stay up, right? Some people might need just that good run. And I'm not saying Jake's going to go on one, but this is a good start for Jake. You know, I already gave Jake credit in the in the uh, VT Cup. So his, Jake is going to have to prove something to me a bit. But this is a good start. I, I, I think Barcelona is a really good team that have some really good players. And if you're only not only going to allow him to one goal... And that one goal doesn't beat you, but you get three. I think that's pretty impressive. And that's not to say Sona and Shakiri aren't good players for Newcastle. There's a lot of new pieces at Newcastle, a lot of moving parts this offseason. And to put something like that to uh, get a result is always very interesting. On to those three little shared wins that went around. I do think Club America is a very good team. Atletico Nacional is a very good team. And of course, the Wolves. All very good teams. And if this is an indication of where the league's going to go, I think we're going to see something very interesting this season. Obviously, teams are going to still have to beat Leon and Chelsea for that to happen. And if that happens, wow. We could be in for a wild, wild fight at the top here. Um, I do like the starts, once again, from America and uh, from in Liverpool. And I think, of course, Chelsea and Lyon, once they play their games, will soon enough join them. But if we're just looking at results, and we're looking at the league at the moment, obviously I'll excuse the guys who played, I don't know, zero games, Roma, Real Madrid. You know who you are. Get your damn games in. Don't wait till the last minute. Newcastle's only played one, Augsburg one. New, uh, Man U and Lyon have only played one, AC Milan with just two games, uh, Spurs, Kashima, LAFC, Two games. So with two games or more, I'm going to talk about you because we've seen three games from you, right? I'm going to start with Dortmund. In last place, nothing to show for those first three games. And even in the cup, Wayne is not looking like himself just yet. Obviously, it's a long season. Um, you're going to play 38 games. You're going to have a chance to kind of catch yourself up. And maybe that's the way Wayne can see it. 
This is not what I was expecting, though. I had Wayne in 10th at the preseason uh, of where I thought these guys would finish on my prediction. Thankfully for him, it's still early. Three wins would put him on nine points. I'm sure he'd glide past a lot of people. And I, I don't know. Like I said, it's still early, but it is a worrying sign that you give up 10 goals in three games and only get four for yourself. So I'm hoping that this is just an aberration. Maybe Wayne needs to bring in a player in the mid in the in the midseason window to save him. But for now, uh, if, if when we come to the end of the month and he's not gotten any points or gotten more than five points, I'm going to be worried. And he would obviously have to get results in his next three games for him to get over that uh, five point threshold. But right now, this could be the start of a uh, a team that may need to fight to get out of the bottom. As for the team currently in 13th place, and yes, Barcelona, I'm talking about you. One win, five losses. In six games, he's allowed 18 goals, and he scored eight himself. Only three points for Barcelona so far. And if I'm Tottenham, I'm Kashima, I'm LAFC, Roma and Real Madrid who haven't played yet, or Porto, who are all looking up at Barcelona at the current moment, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I don't have a lot to do to get past this guy right now. And I talked to, I talked about Wayne and how he needs to get over a certain point threshold. For next month, if Barcelona are still under 10 points, I would put them on red flag alert to going down. You cannot lose this man. I don't care who your opponents are. Even if you have the toughest month to start the season, you got to try and get something from these games because you don't know how the rest of the league point-wise is going to react. And there is no guaranteed points in this league. None. And Evan Yes has been off to a, a very good start in the FA Cup, which might be the only competition he could compete in this season. And it's because of this start. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping he turns this around. I'm hoping that some of my predictions come true. But at the current moment, Barcelona need to change some philosophies here like I said, they've done the business in the Cup so far. That's only two games, um, and he did it against Augsburg. I give him that, but in the league, he couldn't get it done. So hopefully some major changes coming from that Barcelona side. As far as Atletico Nacional, uh, in 12th, just uh, they're tight on points, but only three games played for Atletico Nacional. Just kind of like how I said about the teams below Barcelona, the teams ahead of Barcelona are going to say, okay, we can put this team in the rearview mirror, maybe... Barcelona comes that team that you want to play. So, you know, there's going to be some interesting factors as the next month does come on over. Uh, Barcelona obviously done with their games for this current month. But as far as Atletico Nacional, a good win um, against Wolves. It was a bit of a shootout. But, you know, two tough losses, I think, going to have to find their feet. Liverpool and Club America are no teams to sleep on by any means. So uh, I think I can look past those nine goals at the current moment. As for the team in six, because I'm ignoring all the teams that have only played two or one game so far, I'm going to talk about Chelsea. One win, you know, two draws, six goals, four goals allowed, uh, five points. And this is what I'm talking about. If Chelsea were to still lose the rest of their games for this month, which would be crazy to pick up three straight losses, uh, Chelsea still has five points, which... I'm starting to think we're going to become a league, at least in D1, where 40 points legitimately keeps you up. 
That's what it's going to take. You can't just keep getting your ass beat and hope to stay up. This is looking like a league that you're going to have to put points uh, and tally them together. And like, you know, I talk a lot about Division Two, where it's like, oh, you got to get any points just to go up. It's going to be quite the opposite. You're going to need to just get whatever you can get just to stay up. And even then, you got to hope that you don't land in one of the 16th or 17th place, which is what I like about our league is that the top 15 earn their spot to come back next season, whereas the bottom five, if you're bottom feeding, you're going to have to earn your spots to stay up unless you're obviously the bottom three. So those 16, 17 spots look like you just don't want to be there. Um, and as far as Chelsea go, weird start playing some teams that definitely play with a lot of heart and passion for their squads. And maybe Chelsea, after winning that first title, maybe need some time to revamp the gears a bit. Obviously, he's added some pieces there. And after losing the league by one point, could these games play a factor for Chelsea uh, as the season goes on? You know, can he afford to slip? You know, Leon's only played, what, one game? And, uh, you know, it's already just needs one more to just to pass, you know, their consistent league uh, title chasing rivals in Chelsea. But obviously, it's very early. Chelsea can win the next three games and they'd be on 14 points. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, as far as the team ahead of Chelsea, now, I did talk a lot about Houston and their struggles um, allowing goals. They're only played one more game than Chelsea, and this is impressive. But they've won two, they've lost two, and with 10 goals for, 13, I don't think I've seen that before, but I have, I've seen it, I'm seeing it now. Uh, and I'll talk about Wolves in a bit as well. And yes, they played the one extra result. Obviously, I think the rest of the table will come and throw this off. And when the next time I update it, I'm hoping more of you have played your games, um, even though we're only eight days into the season at the time of me recording this. But Houston, I guess it's not looking so bad, huh? You have two more games that you can plug into this and hope that you can use this to stay up. Lukaku's in great form for Houston. And... Uh, you know, if the month ends and you get two more victories, you're looking at 12 points. That doesn't look so bad to me. There's no guarantees that anyone below you aren't going to tie a few times or, you know, even they're going to beat each other like how America and uh, Wolves, as long as uh, as well as Atletico Nacional, have beaten each other. So they're all sharing three points, essentially, um, across the board. No one's really gaining an advantage. Speaking of Wolves... Two wins, one draw, two losses, nine goals, four, ten allowed. They obviously have one more game for the month ends. And ten points would not be a bad way to start. Six games and ten points is kind of a, you know, not where you want to be, but if you get it, that's fine. I think certain teams are going to have to try and hold off these rocky starts, and Wolves is one of them, to avoid getting dumped into the bottom half of the league and then not being able to compete for anything and just hoping that they stay out of the relegation battle. Uh, and... You know, Wolves right now sit third at the set of the table, but like I said, Juventus, who are right below them in fourth, and credit to uh, credit to Artie because I, I had him being the worst team in the league so far has got off to a good start, and uh, this doesn't mean he'll go on to not get relegated, but this is where you want to be. But Wolves, you know, you got to get points, 
And if, like I said, we become a league where we have to get 40 points to stay up, well, I mean, one more win, you got a fourth of that already. And I'm not saying, I, and I'm hoping you're not that team that has to look at your points consistently because you're battling for relegation more so because you want to compete for a title. Going to have to outdo this shaky start. Going to have to get results in month number two because that looks like the next set of six games for you can be a very much tell-all for where Wolves are going to go this season. On to the team in second place, Liverpool. Three games played, two wins, a draw, no losses. Eight goals for, three uh, three against, uh, on seven points along with Wolves, but obviously two games in hand should see their way to the top of the table with a victory in their next match would put them at the top of the league table. And of course, all the pressure from me would come down on Joey Mancusi so fast uh, because looking at his team, I did say he had the best offseason and that's what he needed. If he was going to compete for a league title, he needed to get that team in order. And so far in three games, he has a very big win against, of course, Atletico Nacional, who was a fantastic team last year. Not to say that they won't be this year. So you have to take into account that Liverpool have beaten a very good opponent so far. We'll wait and see how he does when he meets some other interesting teams in this league. Right? He still is going to have to play his own rival in Spurs. Going to have to play some Lyon and Chelsea of those, just to name a few. But no losses yet, so that's a good three-game start. We'll see him in six games and if he's riding the top of the table. As for the number one team at the moment on four games, three wins, no losses, one or excuse me, no draws, one loss for Club America. Only two goals allowed, 10 scored, which is tied with Houston for the most in the league at the current moment. Both teams have played four. Nine points for Club America. You know, there's six games a month in our league the way we play it. Uh, and it's... It's getting to the point where Club America, if they have another good month, could probably keep themselves afloat. They're going to have to get results against the fellow top five, top, I would say it's looking, top six teams in order to keep themselves in a league title race. It's still very early to even talk league title. But if I'm going to give uh, America and Liverpool any credit, it's that they haven't played more games than Wolves, You know, even though it's only one more for America. But they've looked good in the way that they've won in the league so far. In their wins, in their victories, they've looked good. Um, so we'll see where this, where these two go right now. It's Club America and Liverpool in the top two, one and two spots, respectively. Wolves at three. Juventus four. Houston five. Chelsea sixth. AC Milan seventh. And then we go with a bunch of one games played, you know. And as the, like I said, as the league goes on and I get into, you know, power rankings and stuff like that which we'll have to wait i'm gonna account into who you're playing obviously and who you have played and that'll affect that way it takes the games played out of the factor just a little bit but so far i think what we have in the shape of the table is deserving i do expect leon to uh get their asses up there along with uh chelsea and even though chelsea's six leon's eighth i expect those two to be in a top four position we do have to give credit to what is 
a remarkable start for Juventus. Two games, two victories, obviously, has pitted them, I think, past most of the league and gives them at least a cushion for the rest of this month. And obviously, I wait the eager debut for Real Madrid and Roma. Now, before I get to the end of this podcast, let's catch you guys up on some of the top stats for D1. Thomas uh, Stratkosha for Club America with three. And then we have Ralph Farman, Hugo Lloris, and Vlakik for Juventus with one apiece. Goalkeepers are going to be important in D1, and this is a good start for Club America. Clean sheets, you know, I believe uh, is a reward money of some sort. So look out for that, that race in the future. Leading your guys' league at the current moment, eight games into the season, or eight days into the season, Alex Awobi with four and two games, Lorenzo Insigne with three and three, Adama Traore with three, Hakim Zayek for Barcelona with three and six games. We got a lot of guys with two. I'm not going to dive into that because that goes all the way to 17th ranking in the league. As for Alex Awobi, in real life, He's an Arsenal player. He's uh, kind of a f- guy who's kind of like a super sub. You know, we'll see if his overall rating in the future does go up and it helps him and is a bonus to Aventus who clearly can play with him. So if his real-life ability steps up, maybe Aventus have a player they can plug in on the left, right, and even at center, at center attacking mid in the future. Speaking of a guy who can move all over the midfield, Lorenzo Insigne, three assists. Uh, The guy even has two goals. He's not one of the top scorers in the league at the moment, but uh, this is why he was brought in. He needs to be able to do both things, uh, and I expect this him to probably be a 10 and 10 guy for Liverpool. I don't know if he'll have the impact of being a 2020 guy, but we'll see as the season goes on. Triori and Zayec, uh, or Zayec, however you want to say his name, uh, these are important guys for Wolves and Barcelona, respectively. Expect these guys to stay on the assist leaderboard um, in the future. Of course, once Lyon and Chelsea continue to play their games, I expect to see their guys' names on the on the board as we go forward. Of course, it wouldn't be the FIFA League without goals. Um, speaking of goals, I will always bring you guys the top 10. And at the moment, the top 10 is a little weird, but because uh, Lorenzo Insigne has three assists, I would put him as the 10th highest scorer at the current moment. And rounding that out is Cristiano Ronaldo with three, Rashford, Morata, and Firmino all with three. Into the top five is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with four, Kai Havertz with five, Balotelli with five and two games, Nicolas Pepe for Club America with not only six goals, but two assists in just four league games. And another cool one is Romelu Lukaku for Houston Dynamo. And in four games, has seven goals and two assists. This is the state of the league right now is that if you play your games, and obviously it's still very early, but for Lukaku, Pepe, Balotelli, and even Kai Havertz, these are all really impressive starts for those players. Um, And I want to maybe count in the future who you're doing it against to help you out. But as for now, this is an interesting start to the season. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I obviously am not going to try and read out every result in the future from now on. This is literally just to catch you guys up on what's going on around the league. And in the future, I am going to post questions. I'm going to pose questions to see what happens 
as the season pertains to uh, to everyone, you know, maybe some team is struggling. I'm going to ask a question just to kind of rattle people's cages. As far as the entire season, and I mean every competition so far, these are the top five goal scorers at the moment. And I'm talking every competition. So this involves D2 guys and D1 guys. And of course, it involves the FA Cup and the VT Cup. I just thought this was something cool to talk about. Now, Ronaldo has three goals in the league he has 24 he leads everyone at the current moment in overall goal scored uh the vt cup he had 21 let's not forget Firmino has 11 ben yetter with 10 however with 10 and romelu lukaku with 10 i'll also like to give notables to jovic from wolves and rashford from club america with nine apiece as for those assist guys because I think these numbers are really interesting and the reason I bring them up and I'm not just uh, you know I am just reading off my computer at the moment we have to take into account the impact of those guys right like is Houston even the same team without Lukaku at the moment and I believe he has two assists like are two you know two hat tricks like is he the same guy you know is he the same team probably not you know yeah Barcelona has Zayic or Zayic, excuse me. Uh, but I, but Kai Havertz has been the guy. You know, Zayic at the moment has eight assists. He does lead in overall statistics um, in the league. I believe he only had, what, three? So it's a good start for some of these guys to round those numbers up. Dabala Havertz each have seven. Costa, Sterling, Zaha with six. And then Messi just with five, along with Henrik and Mkhitaryan. We're seeing the usual suspects, right? I mean, Raheem Sterling with six assists, no goals. I expect him to get goals along with Dybala. Those are guys, I think, in the future, even if they're just pounding in the assists, I think every manager who plays against those teams will know how important those players are. And, you know, now that I'm running the social media back, and I know this podcast is really long, but I'm not going to do one until Monday, so I figured why not go for it. And just talk about things, but you guys are going to, now that I'm back running the league, as far as the social media aspect, I'm going to bring back the voted team of the year. I'm going to bring back the player of the season vote. You know, and you guys won't be able to vote for your own guys. That's going to make it all that much better um, on who goes, and obviously you guys will submit that. As for players of the month and managers of the month, I will lay out a list and you guys can add as you go. That's just something I thought I'd remind you guys of as I go. But don't forget, you guys are going to have that ability to be democratic in that sense of you're going to be able to vote on who, who wins. So if you value those assists and you know, hey, when I played against Dybala, you know, he may not have scored against me, but he was dribbling through my defenders and he just laid the passes for Ronaldo or in this case, Lorenzo Insigne is the guy who's just running past all your defenders. He's beating that back line, and he's making the passes. He's making the goals, you know, happen. And just because he's not tapping them in doesn't mean he's not the guy who's, you know, being the more important player. You know, Messi, of course, we'll hear from him. You know, Pierre Mkabami. I expect these guys to be in there, and I'll obviously have my own team of the season at the end of the year, and obviously we're so far away from that. But at the moment, that's where we are. We have so much talking points to come up as this first month of the season ends. Once again, I just want to say before this podcast ends, you guys 
are awesome for giving me that feedback. And I made it more obvious just to ask. Interviews are going to come. All right. I, I can't announce that they're going to come just yet because I still have yet to sit down with these managers and record a podcast. Um, which goes to show that major shout out to Liverpool and Spurs managers, uh, Aaron and Joey, for just hopping right on the pod and wanting to get it done. Um, I am looking for a guy who wants to come on Monday podcast and talk just soccer with me, and it doesn't have to be every time. You know, if you want to do it once a month, there's no problem with that. You know, I have zero issue with you coming on the podcast. Um, or any in any podcast, if you guys want to get on here, let me know. I, I reiterated that, I believe, in the intro. Um, just something to continuously bring up as uh, I do three of these a week. They're very easy to do. They don't take a lot of skill, as you could tell. I'm doing it. But as we get more, not just stats, but we get those Twitch games to talk about, and I'll obviously try and watch them, uh, try and watch all three next time. Uh, and of course, I'm going to try and get the commissioner to come on here and I'll try and set up something where the board is on and kind of have a conversation with guys like this. We'll see what happens. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. As always, you guys are awesome. Uh, once more for the feedback, I cannot uh, thank you guys enough for that. Uh, if you would like to give more feedback, um, of course, you managers can do it on the Facebook Messenger. If you don't want to do it there. You have our Instagram at San Pedro FIFA League, which, yes, I know I haven't posted very much, but as we roll down into the monthly awards and stuff like that, I will definitely post more and more about guys, and uh, we'll, you guys will get more of that as the season goes on. As for uh, further feedback, by the way, if you don't want to do it on those two platforms uh, or send it to those, you guys can also send it to my personal Instagram at George William Tello. Thank you guys very much for listening in. You guys will hear from me again on our Tuesday podcast where I am going to wrap up not just the weekend, but we're going to get you ready for hopefully an idea of where this league is going. And hopefully I'll have an interview done by that time to put on the podcast. As for now, thank you guys so very much. This is the San Pedro FIFA League podcast with George Tello. Thank you guys very much. Have a good weekend. Bye.